Hey, welcome to our podcast, Live Him Out, where our goal is to educate and motivate people how to live him out in their daily lives. For today's episode, we're going to be talking about the anti-gospel of the culture. So, welcome to our podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to the podcast today. So, very intriguing uh, subject for us today, the anti-gospel of the culture. Yeah. So, the culture is preaching a gospel today. Uh, we have we have the gospel. Uh, they don't call theirs the gospel, but they have one. Every culture does. Yep. Every culture has a way that they say is the way to life. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know what ours is. And so we're going to be contrasting today and comparing what the gospel of the Bible says with what we're seeing as the gospel of the culture. And it's uh, we're doing this because it's important for us as believers to know uh, what the message is out there, what's happening yeah. in the culture, uh, what should be our response to it, and then how do we present the real gospel up against their gospel? Yeah. So uh, that's oh. important today. Yeah. Uh, so let's start with some things that we know. Let's start with the gospel of the Bible. We'll we'll yeah. contrast these back and forth. So the gospel of the Bible starts with this idea, this truth, not an idea, it's a truth, that God is truth. Yeah. He is unchanging. He has truth and he is truth. He has yeah. a way that life is intended to be lived mm-hmm. and that his way is good. Uh, it is good for us. It comes from him, therefore, he is good. His intentions are good, and he has a design for life. He has a design yeah. for how life begins, and that life begins in the womb at conception. Yep. That's his plan. That's his way. Uh, he has a design for marriage, that it is a, to be a man and a woman. He has a design for a family, that this man and woman are married in this covenant, and that they have children, that they raise them up in the ways of the Lord. Uh, he has unchangeable laws that he has established. He gave the Ten Commandments to his people, and these laws come from his heart, and they are good, and they are the way that life is to be lived, and God uh, created us to know him, to walk in his ways. They're actually, they're good for us, Uh, and that God operates also with this truth that he has. He operates with justice. So when he uh, relates to man, he relates based on his truth. It's not changing over no. time. Uh, it's not in or out or up or down. He doesn't have good days, bad days. He is consistent and yeah. he is true and he has a character that reflects all of that. His sure. ways present that. The the word of God present that. Jesus was the living way of truth. Yeah. So this is where the gospel of the Bible begins. Yeah, and I think that's where it's also important uh, to read the Old Testament and the New Testament. So where you see uh, the character of God, you yeah. see the way that he relates to his people, right. and then you take those principles and you see he still relates the same way. He is truth. Like exactly. Jesus said, he's the way, the truth, and the life. Right. Yes. And so mm-hmm. that's unchanging. It is right. It is the way. It has been the way. It will be the way like mm-hmm. forever. Mm-hmm. It is the truth, was the truth, will be the truth. That's right. And truth is objective. It's another word yeah. we use sometimes mm-hmm. to help us understand that. It uh, it doesn't change, as yeah. you said, over over time. It doesn't change over generations. It doesn't change over circumstances. Mm-hmm. It's not circumstantial. It is it is truth, and it is objective. It's yeah. black and white. It's fixed. Yeah, it's important. It may mm-hmm. seem like a simple concept, but yeah. very very important as we discuss. Oh yeah, uh, culture day because the gospel of the culture says something very different about what uh, is truth. The gospel of the culture today says man is truth. Yeah. 
So whatever man wants mm-hmm. in the moment, whatever he desires at the time, whatever feels right in the moment is truth. Yep. And so hence comes, you know, things like, well, what's true for me may not be true for you, but what's yeah. true for you is true for you, even though mm-hmm. it may not be true for me. Yeah. And, and the whole idea of live your truth and be your own you and all yeah. that kind of stuff. It's, yeah. Uh, another version of that is you do you, I do me, you yeah. know. Uh-huh. All of that. It yeah. comes from this idea, this this beginning concept that, that the culture has that man is truth. Yeah. So whatever I desire is truth. Yeah. Whatever you desire is truth. Yep. And it's subjective at this point. Yeah. There is no black and white standard. Mm-hmm. There's nothing objective. There's nothing fixed. The only thing fixed is that you do you, I do me. Yeah. So therefore, um, if there is a God, he made you the way you are yeah. so do what you have been made to yeah. do feel free in that yeah. act in your in your emotion act in your compulsion act in all that kind of stuff yeah exactly so there in the cultural view since man is truth uh, there are not even fixed genders there mm-hmm. are yeah. uh, gender there's gender fluidity you yep. can be what you want to be in yeah. the moment yep. uh, at the time you are truth so you choose what you are based on how you feel in the yeah. moment. Yeah. And so no longer are there even definable standards or yeah. genders. Uh, you get the question, you know, what is a woman? And much of the culture seems to, who embrace those views are not even able to articulate an answer for that. Yeah. It's whatever it's whatever you feel yeah. in the moment. Exactly. So um, marriage is basically what you feel. Mm-hmm. Uh, gender is what you feel. Family is what you feel. Uh, social order should then support yeah. what you feel. Uh-huh. And there should not be barricades, limitations, laws, yeah. restrictions, mm-hmm. because the truth is you. You yeah. do you. And in all of that as well, there's this idea of like, well, if I just do my truth, then it won't fail. It'll just, mm. this is just the way that it goes <clears throat> because it's my truth. This is what I believe. Yeah. Therefore, it won't fail. You know, I've heard people even make that uh make that comparison with even like governmental things. It's like, Mm. well, this is just um, what I believe. Therefore it has to be right. Therefore it won't fail and it will continue to do good. Yeah. Yeah. It's just not the truth. Just (laughs) (laughs) exactly objectively not the truth. Right. So even when we come down to justice, yeah, which has, you know, throughout at least American history has been based on some black and white principles originally Mm -hmm. uh, based upon the laws of God. Even, yeah, uh, justice is is should be based on some definable truth, some unchangeables. Yeah. Um, but in our day and culture, when man becomes truth, then justice even has to be rewritten. Mm-hmm. And justice is no longer a definable standard. Justice is what is um, equitable in the moment. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. And so there might need to be a change so that uh, this person gets greater favor or less consequences because of the the equity needed in the moment. Yeah. There's mm-hmm. no longer definable laws that say regardless of your your uh, your background, yeah. your socio socioeconomic background, mm-hmm. your race, race yeah. your uh, whatever your background, gender, gender whatever that might be, yeah. uh, here is objective truth and here is a, here is a law and here are the consequences. But if you now erase all of that because uh, man is truth. Well, now we have to rewrite all the codes, yeah. all the laws. It's into the subjective hands of a judge and the popularity of a movement in the yep. moment. And truth becomes very, very subjective. Because yeah. you might hurt someone's feelings. 
<laughs> yeah. So now, now we come down to the whole cancel culture movement. It grow. It grows out of this one yeah. thing yeah. of what is truth. Yeah. So again, now just here we are at the very beginning of these concepts of what yeah. the gospel is. Oh yeah. The gospel. The Bible says God is truth. The yeah. gospel of the culture day says yeah. man. The is anti-gospel truth. says man is truth. There you go. Yeah. So let, let's move to the second point that we know as as Christians as the gospel of the Bible, and mm-hmm. that is that man is a sinner. Man mm-hmm. is born in sin. Mm-hmm. Now, we know this because the Bible tells us this. Yeah. We and know in, this. in practicality. <laughs> <laughs> and in practicality. Yeah. If you're, just, if you're honest, you yeah. find I am a sinner. Yeah. Um, we also know that man was created by God, but man chose, when given the choice, he chose to sin, to yeah. rebel against God. Yeah. Um, this comes from the scripture that we do not believe uh, in the evolutionary process. Yeah. That there was a progressionary development of man over mm-hmm. time and eons and millions of years. Yeah. God created, uh, God created man in the image of Himself, and then man sinned. Mm-hmm. So that all who are born following that one man were born in sin. So He chooses to rebel, and then us, we, we are born as sinners, but we choose to yeah. sin as yeah. well. And so we are born selfish, stubborn. Uh, we are guilty before God. We are separated from Him. We are under judgment apart from Christ. That is our condition. Yeah. And that there is a cost for sin. Yeah. The Bible is clear because of the truth we begin with. There are consequences. There's a cost. The Bible says that, uh, that the wages of sin is death. Mm-hmm. There is a physical death, but there's also a spiritual death, a separation from mm-hmm. God. There's a there's a social death in yep. that my my sin separates me from others yep. and it produces guilt within me. Yep. And that this sin must be paid for. This is this kind of secondary yeah. big piece of it, the gospel. And that's I think that's something that's been lost totally in today's days that sin must be paid for. Mm. And it's just kind of this like eh, someone else will pay for it. It's like <sighs> I'm collecting debts, but my debts will be canceled. So uh, it's true. Like, I mean, seriously, I I think that's really a a big thing, especially I would say in my generation Mm. of people that that's like, well, I never thought about that all that much. You know, sin must be paid for. Right, right. Something has to happen with the bad things you've done. (laughs) Exactly. There's a cost and and to be made right with God, to find peace for yourself, that that does have to be atoned for. It has to be paid for. Something has to be done with it. This is the gospel of the Bible. Mm. Now, the anti-gospel, the culture says something different. Yeah. Uh, instead of man as a sinner, the anti-gospel says man is good. Uh, he is born yeah. good, and therefore everything about him is righteous. Mm-hmm. His urges, yeah. his appetites, his yeah. desires, um, they're yep. not yep. tainted. They're not evil. They're not sinful. In fact, they all need to be honored. Yes. Oh, any, any, any desire, emotion, any feeling needs to be like act on that. And yeah. Honor that because that's you. Yeah, That's what it, you want it needs do. to be validated. Yeah. It needs to be, uh, you know, patted on the back and, yeah. and encouraged, uh-huh. whatever it is. Yeah. Um, and so mm-hmm. uh, with that, then everyone is encouraged to act on their urge or desire because you're righteous. There is anyone who stands in the way of that then becomes an enemy. If yeah. you stand in the way of someone being able to do what they feel, act on an urge, mm-hmm. um, then you become the enemy yeah. at that point. Yeah. 
And so because you're limiting and you're you know suppressing the inner person, all that stuff. Yeah, and, and you're you're hurting them, uh, you're 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 limiting them, and you're triggering them from all the painful things that they've heard in the past. And so this sets up now a very different social order because mm-hmm. now here is a here's a cultural group rising up with uh, man is righteous, every urge I feel is righteous, and the and the most righteous thing that can happen is for everyone to act out of their urges and appetites. Yeah. And the worst thing in that worldview would be for anyone to repress mm-hmm. or constrict them. So mm-hmm. therefore, uh, all should bow to the desires yeah. of anyone. Mm-hmm. Laws should be therefore changed. Uh, religion should conform yeah. to this. And sadly, many churches do. They come along and, and bow to this new anti-gospel. Yep. Uh, the Christian message must be changed, they would yeah. say. Yeah. And the greatest enemy of the anti-gospel is the, the true church yep. who proclaims uh, God is truth and yep. there is a way of truth and that man is a sinner. Yeah. So... The anti-gospel then, you know, demands government change, social order change, and and punishment upon those who restrict the change. And, yeah. and the bottom line of all of that is that man should not be restricted yeah. in any way. Yeah. So, um, two two very different looks then at this at this For point, sure. uh, dealing with what is man and man sinner according to the gospel of the Bible, but uh, man is good according yeah. to anti-culture. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> the next the next part that we know of as the gospel of the Bible <clears throat> is that God sent his son to pay for sin. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're right in this idea that or this truth that man's sin must be atoned for. Yeah. It it, it hangs out there in the balance and yeah. must be paid for. Yep. So God sends his son, and Jesus bears that on the cross and invites all who come to him by faith yes. and repent of their sin, mm-hmm. they can find the removal of that sin. They can find freedom with God, peace with God, the removal of the guilt. There's no more condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. That this is the Amen. this is the gospel as we know it from the Bible. Yeah. Jesus comes to pay for sin. Yeah. But this this salvation comes through repentance. It comes yeah. through um, recognizing I am a sinner. And repenting of that, walking yeah. away from that, making that conscious yeah. choice, not just feeling bad about it no. for a while, yeah. uh, but being moved by the Spirit of God, but then choosing by faith to no longer walk in that way, yeah. choosing to follow Christ. Yeah, this and, is yeah. this is where salvation or redemption begins for sure. Yeah, and we've talked about this before on on one of our other podcasts called "The Power of Pivoting Faith." Mm-hmm. If you haven't listened to that yet, you yeah. really should. All it's about good. confession and repentance. Yeah. It's it hits on this topic a whole lot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's we repent because of faith. We repent because we know right. what Jesus has done. We believe that he's done that for us, because that's what the mm-hmm. Bible says, right? Mm-hmm. Because of the truths that have been laid out and presented to us yeah. now in faith, because of knowing that truth, knowing he's done that for us, mm-hmm. we repent of our ways, right? Yeah. And and I recognize then at that point, then there is my my old way, the Bible calls it the flesh, mm-hmm. and I choose to not walk in the flesh, and like I choose to walk in this new way, this yeah. spirit. Uh, I'm, I've been made uh, a dwelling place for the spirit of God, and I walk yeah. in the spirit, not in the flesh. So yeah. again, yeah. the salvation begins at this point, but this redemption process and this 
change in our life of being conformed to the very image of, of Christ yeah. is in me choosing. I'm not going to walk in my flesh. I'm going to walk in the spirit. I'm, yeah. I'm leaving behind and I'm walking anew. Yeah. This is the whole, this is the call of the gospel for us exactly. to walk this out. Yeah. And, and also just to add on to that, yeah. it's not just like, Oh, so now you can be your own Island and you can be all totally fine mm-hmm. and happy and healthy by yourself. But instead it's, it's with that and turning to grow into the image of Christ more mm-hmm. that will also lead you to love others and have a compassion for others yeah. and all that stuff that the culture so badly desires and it pushes, right. you know, to love everyone, all this kind of stuff. It's not that, oh, you're a Christian and now you get to go live by yourself out on your own and do all these yeah. things by yourself. Yeah. But instead it's that, okay, now with this gospel, with the good news that we have, mm-hmm. we now go and take this to other people. We go yeah. and share the good news with other people so that they can have their lives changed, so that they can repent of their ways and find actual life. Yeah. Right? And then a, a phrase that we know of as believers that we find in the Bible is then I die to self. Yeah. I yeah. I, I crucify my flesh in mm-hmm. the same way that Jesus was crucified for us. That becomes a living example for us. Yeah. I, I, I put to death mm-hmm. the urges and appetites that are not yes. in line with God's ways. They're yes. not in line with truth. So I, mm-hmm. I confess those, I repent of those, I seek to mature and not walk in those ways anymore. Yeah. I don't want to walk in my selfish, sinful urges and appetites and desires. Mm-hmm. Of course, right away, this again flies in the face oh, of, totally, the, of the yeah. anti-gospel uh, of the culture yeah. because um, their their gospel, their the anti-gospel of the culture says, no, salvation is in you living out your urges and appetites. Yep. That's how you find yeah. the purpose and meaning of your life. Yeah, That's how you true find, self. All yeah, uh-huh. you find yourself in in acting out of the urge, mm-hmm. of the appetite, the desire. Yep. And so if you feel that you are a different way than you've been born, for example, you yeah. feel you are a man even though you were born a woman, well, then salvation for you is to live out what you feel. Yeah, then you'll be happy. Then you'll be saved. Then you'll be in your own where you're supposed to be at. Yeah, Yeah. Uh, redemption is, in a sense, in my self-expression. Yeah, uh, so counter yeah. to the gospel oh, yeah. calling of the Bible, where mm-hmm. we die to self and we live for Christ. Yep. Or here uh, in the anti-gospel, you you live for self and you yeah. die to everything that restricts you. Yeah. You know, or, or or say that that's wrong. Yeah. Within you, and then then you get another version of that where the greater redemption for the anti-gospel is to stop those who are trying to. Uh, Call someone to not live in their self-expression. You yeah. know, stop yeah. those uh, conservatives or stop those Christians who are trying to uh, tell me that my what I'm doing is sinful. Yep. Um, that the anti-gospel says redemption is in canceling them. Yep. Uh, yeah. And, and you know, punishing them. Yep. In a sense. Yeah. So then, then the world will be a better place and all that stuff. Uh, it yeah. just gets it's a little frightening at, yeah. almost at that point. Yeah, absolutely. In some ways, because then they they the canceling is not just um, you know, uh, not just a theory and idea. It turns yeah. into a practical step yeah. that's taken. Mm-hmm. That you and, see happen in a lot of places. A lot. Exactly. Yeah. Very and real places. Of course, Jesus promised this would happen. Mm-hmm. There would be persecution. There'd be reaction yeah. to the message of the true gospel. Mm-hmm. So uh, the final part we'll talk about today in terms of this, um, the, the gospel of the Bible versus the anti-gospel of the culture is that the gospel of the Bible says that there is still yet to come a day when all will appear yeah. before God and before a place of judgment. And for those who have not believed, uh, 
mm-hmm. there will be a time of accountability. You, yep. Man will be held accountable. Yep. Uh, all, all will. Yep. All who have been born uh, will be held accountable. Those who have not believed, there will be judgment mm-hmm. for them. Those who have rejected uh, the gift of Christ and salvation in him, there'll be punishment and judgment. But for those who are in Christ... There is a waiting reward. Yeah. Their sins have been paid for in Christ. They've mm-hmm. received that by faith, and there no longer awaits for them a judgment of punishment, only a judgment of reward. Mm-hmm. But there's still an accountability. There is one, there is a judge who reigns over all. We will all stand before him one day, and he holds the scales of justice and truth. And then uh, Romans 2 6 through 11 tells us about this, this uh, gospel time of accountability to come. Uh, In Romans 2, again, verse 6, it says, God will render to each one according to his deeds Mm -hmm. eternal life to those who by patient continuance in doing good seek for glory, honor, and immortality. In other words, those who walk by faith, those who Mm -hmm. trust Jesus. But to those who are self-seeking and do not obey the truth, but obey unrighteousness, their own desires, urges, mm-hmm. and appetites. There will be indignation and wrath, tribulation and anguish yeah. on every soul of man who does evil. And it says here, of the Jew first and also of the Greek. Yeah. In other words, God is not uh, discriminant. Yeah. Truth yeah. <laughs> uh, rides over all. Yeah, there's no equity. Equity justice. This is not equity. This Just is this is equality up. and truth. Yep. Uh, but glory, honor, and peace to everyone who works what is good, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. There it yeah. is again. Uh, for there is no partiality with God. Yeah. He is true. Mm-hmm. And so that is the gospel of the Bible, that there is coming a day of accountability. Yep. Now, you contrast that with the anti-gospel of the culture, and you find a very different concept, a very different yeah. idea. Uh, much of what you find in the culture today is, well, uh, there is no truth. Uh, apart from my truth, my own expression, yeah, don't, no, don't put objective a, truth. no objective truth. There's mm-hmm. subjective truth. Mm-hmm. Uh, man is that truth. My yeah. urges and appetites are what are good. And so therefore what awaits me after death is only more good. Yeah. That God yeah. created me. God made me this way. Mm-hmm. I'm just acting out of what he made me to be, whatever that is. Yeah. And so it's the assumption that all will be in a place of, Something love, yeah. eternal yeah. love, basically. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so, because that's what if you have no. Uh, I mean, that's just what you're hoping for, basically. At that point, you know, if there's, sure. if there's no like concreteness in anything, then mm-hmm. your best hope is that you're just in a better place than you are now. True. You know? Exactly. So, with all of this, it it puts us in a very interesting place yeah. as believers in this day. Mm-hmm. Is we are called to go therefore and make disciples of all mm-hmm. the nations, um, baptizing them in the name of the Father and Son and the Holy Spirit. So the gospel is our calling. We're yeah. to be preaching the gospel, living this out. And so every every generation, every culture must be wise in how they present the gospel. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're to present it, of course, in truth as it's been given to us. But to, uh, as Jesus said, to be wise as serpents and harmless as doves, we're to be presenting this gospel. It's quite a quite a, a calling. Yeah. Um, but we're to be unashamed of this gospel yeah. as well. But I guess some of the question then was, well, how do we then uh, present the gospel when there's no longer a common understanding of God and what He is like? That He's yeah. holy and just. This is not the 1950s yeah. in, in the USA anymore, uh-huh. where there was. 
there was kind of a general understanding, understanding, a Sunday yeah. school understanding of God. Yeah, he was he was holy, he was good, mm-hmm. and there were certain sins that were at least recognized as sins. Yeah, um, and that they were against God's ways. Well, mm-hmm. that, that's that's all changed. It's gone. Yeah, uh, the, the concepts of God are, are are very very different as we've talked about, and the concepts of man are very very different. So, yeah. how do we present? The gospel, because uh, if you say to the culture today, "Hey, God is love, and He loves you, and He has a purpose for you, and He wants to be with you, and He made you," like almost all of those besides He made you is like, yeah, I can find all that in my own culture, you know? Mm -hmm. Okay, like God loves you. It's like I already have that in my LGBT community. Exactly, He loves you the way you are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He has a plan for you. Well, I, they have a plan for me too. You yeah. Know, it's, yeah. Instead of a totally different, you know. Yeah. Or, or they might even say, uh, "Yeah, I recognize He made me this way." Yeah. Exactly. Of yeah. course, He loves me, uh-huh. and I am enough, and I, I don't. I don't need your God. In fact, your God yeah. is the opposite of everything I stand for. Mm-hmm. So again, that that has some massive implications for us yeah. as the church today. How do we present the gospel? Mm-hmm. Uh, no longer is the question, "Does God love us?" Yeah. What seems to be on the line today is truth. What yeah. is truth? Exactly. So if if we're going to be um, those who present the gospel and be do do right by that, mm-hmm. to be accountable to God for that, and be responsible mm-hmm. in how we present the gospel, it would seem in this day that truth is what's on the line, and we have yeah. to stand and present Absolutely. truth. Absolutely. Um, if unless a person knows that they are walking in sin, mm-hmm. then how could they ever repent of that sin? Yeah, absolutely. Unless they know that there is a God whose ways have been violated, how can they ever repent of of that way of life? Yeah. So uh, it's a it's a calling then upon us to present the gospel with truth, yeah. but also with great love at the same time. Yeah, and that it's a it's a different day in mm-hmm. which we live. Mm-hmm. But it, it it's a responsible day in which we're called to to yeah. walk out our faith as well. For sure, I would say uh, in that as well. I think in all of this, uh, it may not be again like going to your nearest street corner and, mm-hmm. and yelling it out or mm-hmm. anything like that. But right. uh, I think it is like um, in the book of Jeremiah, whenever he's talking to the to the Israels who are being exiled to Babylon, he mm-hmm. tells them. Hey, you're going to a place where no one knows truth. You're mm-hmm. going to a place where they hate God. You're going to a place where like it's going to look totally different than it than it does in your community. Yeah. But you're still to go build houses, plant mm-hmm. gardens, mm-hmm. live your life, yeah. work and work hard, be diligent, all yeah. that stuff, you know. Teach your kids how the way of God is. Yeah. It, that's still that was still the commandment from God to the people of Israel even in a totally different town, a totally different that's true culture, all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. It wasn't like, oh, well, what you're going to really need to do is just go to a cave, hide (laughs) out in there and just die peaceably. But no, like live like how God has called you even still. And that means you have to be involved in your community. And I think that goes back to for us in the other podcast we talked Mm -hmm. about, uh, Christians are to engage the culture and Mm -hmm. try and change the culture, be involved in the culture, you know, bring about, uh, teaching some mm-hmm. like yes with your voice teaching other people mm-hmm. uh but living out the gospel and building that um credibility and your in the work ethic that you have and yes. all that stuff to where people see that yes. and then they they ask you why do you have peace yeah. why are you ha- like why do you have hope yeah. all that stuff because that is what people want 
that's the thing the anti-gospel can't present is hope. Mm. You know, you're and right. So you're that's, right. I think that's still how we, in a sense, combat the anti-gospel. Yes, mm-hmm. it's with it's with preaching the word, but it's by living the word yeah. to them like as much as possible. Yeah, we speak the truth, but we live the truth. Yes, and by yeah. living the truth, you you will find you have all of a sudden been presented with opportunities to speak the truth. Yes. And unless we unless we live the truth, like you say, that we don't have the credibility to speak the truth. Mm -hmm. So both of those are essential today. Yes, Uh, there is a need to live out the truth in Mm -hmm. in full abandon and surrender, and Mm -hmm. gather with other other believers. Yes, and worship and pray Mm -hmm. and seek God Mm -hmm. and live out and teach and train. But then again, this is where we're called to be wise as serpent, harmless as doves, to yeah. present truth yeah. in, our, in the workplace, in the exactly. home, in the yes. community, in our neighborhoods, yeah. and mm-hmm. and in the culture in the broader sense. Yeah. Uh, to say, God, how can I yes. uh, stand in truth and how can I be a witness for truth mm-hmm. this day? And it'll look different for everyone. You know, For some it people, will. it'll be getting involved mm-hmm. in local government. For mm-hmm. some people, it'll be just getting involved in their church. For some people, it'll be... Starting a family, all yeah. that, all that stuff. Yeah, and uh, over time, it has it has also looked different mm-hmm. for for Jesus and the disciples. It meant ultimately laying down their life. Yeah, they yeah. they stood for truth. They spoke for truth, and it cost them their life. Mm-hmm. Um, we we're not at that place exactly yet. Yeah. in our nation, mm-hmm. uh, uh, we're certainly closer to that than we have been in the past. Yes, but. Yeah. Um, that does not diminish our calling Absolutely. by any means. Yeah. It just means a further pressing in to God to not diminish what he's given us yeah. and not be silent at this time. Totally. Uh, I love the fact that uh, when Paul is writing Romans, uh, Romans 1 and 2 especially, lay out this pattern for what happens when a people turn away from him, yeah. turn away from God, and yeah. kind of this demise of a culture, the, the degrading of the culture. And Paul paints this bleak, picture of what happens when the people turn away from God and God gives them over to their own desires. Um, It's in that same chapter, chapter one of Romans verse 16, that Paul makes such a very bold statement. He says, Mm -hmm. for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God Mm -hmm. to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew first and also for the Greek. Yes, Um, There is hope. There is power yeah. In the gospel, uh, being lived out in truth, but being spoken in truth, and that's mm-hmm. our calling today as the church. So, um, our goal today has been to again to help uh, help us as believers understand what's happening in the culture, to see there is a message out there that they have. Yeah. Oh yeah, uh, you might not find it in a track that they live <laughs> leave on the you know the restaurant table, yeah. but it's being it's being shouted. Yeah, it's being uh-huh. proclaimed. It's being published. Yeah. And I would say, we're not hearing them say this all the time, but you see it in their life. And so I think just the same thing applies in the Christian life. You know, True. if we live it out, people are going to say, man, see how loudly they're living that out. Yeah. You know, because <laughs> exactly. that's how we see this. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, our, our hope is that it gives clarity for you and wisdom for us as the church in this day to understand the messages, but then to speak intelligently yes. and wisely to friends, yes. workers, mm-hmm. and neighbors, family, about the difference between the gospel of the Bible and the anti-gospel of the culture. So, yes. hey, blessings to you as you walk by faith. Uh, we do too. And yep. uh, our prayer is for you 
to understand and be able to walk again, wise as serpents, harmless as dove, walking like our Lord Jesus. So yeah. uh, blessings to you. We'll see you next time.